Welcome to the One Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for another epic message of grace. If you enjoyed today's word, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps others like you find our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by following us at OneChurchVB or join the discussion on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OneChurchVB. For more information about One Church, go to OneChurchVB.com. Now, for today's epic message of grace. Here at One Church, we believe your tithes should belong in your home church. If you feel led to give, tithes and offerings can be contributed online through the Venmo app, available both on Apple and Google. Just search for One Church VB to find us today. You are now about to hear a special presentation from Pastor David Baird. Please enjoy. Hey, One Church, Virginia Beach. Hard to believe 2020 is coming to a close. I, I want to say bye-bye 2020. Uh, what a year it's been. Uh, not what we predicted. But as we close, we are closing strong. And here at One Church Virginia Beach, what a great group of people. I've been so honored to be a part of, of your preaching team this year. And uh, obviously led by uh, the legendary Pastor Wally Odom. Uh, any church that gets a regular dose of Pastor Wally's preaching is going to be the better because of it. And then uh, uh, Pastor Rick Stone and others, uh, Lee, uh, who have contributed this year. It's, it's just been a great year. And here we are, the last Sunday of the year. And I, I just want to say, the last week of 2020 uh, would be a great time for you to step up and give, for you to uh, make an end-of-the-year donation so that the mission of One Church Virginia Beach can just be extended here in uh, the Hampton Roads area. And I just believe that the best is yet to come for One Church Virginia Beach. Uh, today, uh, I know it's the Sunday after Christmas, the Saturday after Christmas, as you're watching this either on Saturday or Sunday, I, I want to just call your attention to a message that I believe God put on my heart called The Difference One Birth Can Make. And we're going to watch a, a testimony video that we put together. Uh, it's actually my wife's brother's wife. So I guess that would be my sister-in-law. And you'll see her story, and this story is going to lead into the message that we're going to have today. But I just want to say again, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from my wife Joanne and I to the One Church Virginia Beach family. Let's join the video testimony now. Hi, I'm Lily. On January 1st, 2014, I found out I was pregnant. Um, at this point in my life, I was 21. I was unmarried, secretly living with my um, boyfriend. Um, didn't have a good paying job, didn't have any money, didn't have any health insurance. And um, when I told my parents uh, that I was pregnant, um, everyone encouraged me to not go through with the pregnancy because of the shame it would bring um, to my family. See. They're very, I come from a very traditional Portuguese family where your reputation is everything. Um, and it would have really rocked our world at the time. Um, 
So appointments were made and offers were made to pay for the procedure. As the day got closer, I knew that I just couldn't do it. There was just unsettledness in my heart. I just knew that it wasn't what I was supposed to do. I know now that it was God moving my heart. And at this point in my life, I didn't even really know who God was. Um, he was just kind of sitting on a shelf. I'd pull him down when I needed him, but I was not in communion with him at all. I can't say it was easy to be pregnant at 21 with no health insurance and no money. <laughs> um, it was hard. Every day was hard. Um, I wanted so bad to be joyful and be happy about this pregnancy, but I, I couldn't. Um, and that was there was a lot of guilt associated with that and a lot of shame associated with it. Um, you know, having to tell my grandmother when my daughter's already born, like, hey, I had a baby, um, was hard. Yeah. I made the decision to go through with the pregnancy. Um, pregnancy was hard. Um, my dad didn't talk to me. Um, no one in my family was allowed to know that I was pregnant. Um, it, yeah, it was hard. Um, but the moment that I had that little girl, I knew that I was meant to be her mom. Um, so a year and a half later, I was alone and lonely when my daughter wasn't there. So I went to church and in that service, uh, during altar call, I rose my hand and I gave my life to Christ in that moment. And I started the gradual walk into faith. Um, it was something I thought would happen right away and it, it didn't, you know, I had to gradually just every day decide that I was going to live my life like that. In that moment, I really felt like all the things that were so unexplainable started falling into place and that I thought I'd saved her all these years, but in reality, she had saved me and God had used her to lead me to him um, in so many ways. I decided then that I wanted to raise her in a Christ-centered home. Um, and we just started going to church and I started bringing her to prayer with me. Um, we did prayer um, at my church every weekend and twice a year we did it every morning at 7 a.m. and I would bring her, I'd wake her up and bring her to prayer at 7 a.m. and um, I wanted so bad for her to have that home um, and then uh, I ended up meeting my husband at church and he loves me and loves Olivia so much. I never thought that would happen. Lily and I had been dating before I met Olivia. Uh, we wanted to make sure before we brought any confusion into her life. Um, but the, from the first time that I met her, I knew that, she, that there was going to be a good connection. Um, she has a joy in her heart that was put there by God and developed and nurtured from Lily. Um, she's not my stepdaughter and I'm not her stepdad. Um, we don't have your typical family structure, but the family structure that we have is more beautiful in my opinion. Um, she's my bonus daughter and I'm her bonus dad. She calls me Pop and it makes me proud.
Even though Lily and I didn't meet until 2018 beginning, 2017 end, um, I wasn't around in 2014. But I can tell you that my life would not be as complete as it is if other decisions had been made. Um, the decision that she made in 2014 has directly impacted the rest of my life, and I couldn't be more grateful. It has completed our family. There would be a piece missing still. The decision of having Olivia um, was the best decision I made in my entire life. That girl, that little girl is my joy. She is exactly what I needed. God knew exactly what I needed in that little girl and that little human. And she just brings out the best in me she always has from the time she was a little baby and God took that one decision that one decision last minute decision to not abort her and just has just provided in every way and just performed an absolute miracle in my life personally and in other people's lives that are really close to me and their testimony is still going on now um yeah what a difference one birth makes. Olivia's birth brought a, a whole family really into being and a family that's now serving God and glorifying God together. Olivia wasn't the savior, but she was a catalyst. Her birth made a huge difference. And I, I want to talk uh, today as we, you know, as Christmas is just behind us, I want to talk about the difference one birth makes as in the birth of Jesus. What if Jesus had not been born? I think about my family. I've got three, my wife and I have three sons, and we've got seven grandchildren already and eight on the way. We just spent a lot of time on Christmas Day with our, our grandchildren. My twins are 14 months old, 13, 14 months old. And I'm telling you, they, uh, they had our attention the whole day. But I was thinking about the uniqueness of each of them, the uniqueness of each of my sons. And each of them makes a difference. The same is true in your family. And then I think about the difference the birth of Jesus has made. Luke 2, 7 says simply, she, speaking of his mother, Mary, gave birth to her firstborn child. Doesn't mean she didn't have any other children. In fact, it means she did have others that would come normally and naturally later. But she gave birth to her firstborn child, a son. What if that event had not happened. Well, we wouldn't have had any Christmas. Um, no gifts. Uh, I wouldn't have even had to buy my in-laws a gift uh, if we'd had no Christmas. I guess there would have been one positive. No, just, just kidding you. Uh, there wouldn't be as nearly as many Amazon uh, uh, deliveries, uh, you know, in the world. In fact, there might not be an Amazon, and there might not even be a United States of America had there not been a birth of Jesus. No Christmas dinners. Man, I ate for hours. I'm glad Jesus was born. A lot of good food at my house. Uh, on Christmas Day. And, uh, but we, we wouldn't have had the celebration. We wouldn't have church. 
Like I say, we may not even have a, a nation. Time would certainly be different. There wouldn't be a 2020. Somebody would say, wow, that, <laughs> I could live with that. But, you know, time, the year A.D., the year of our Lord, that's all because of the birth of Jesus. Everything changed. We wouldn't have any Christmas carols. We wouldn't have any soul finding its worth. No soul would ever have felt its worth, as the Christmas carol declares in O Holy Night. We would have no visible image of an invisible God. Man, just think if Jesus had not been born. One of my favorite Christmas passages is actually not in the Gospels. It's in the book of Hebrews. And I want to just read a few verses out of Hebrews chapter 2, verses 9 through 18. And I think as you see this passage, passage, these paragraphs unfold, you'll understand why I said this is a Christmas passage for me. The writer of Hebrews says, we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. So you can't talk about the birth of Jesus without talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus. So that by the grace of God, thank God for grace. No Christmas, no grace. So that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone in bringing many sons and daughters to glory. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer or the captain of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Now, the word there, perfect, doesn't mean perfect as in never making a mistake. Even though Jesus made no mistakes, it means completed. It means fulfilled. Both the one who makes people holy, that's Jesus, and those who are made holy, that's you and I, are of the same family. Wow, there'd be no spiritual family tonight, today if we didn't have Christmas. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here am I and the children God has given me. This is where it gets interesting. This is where the incarnation, the Christmas uh, emphasis comes in. So since, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity. God became human so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way. That's why the word became flesh. 
in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those. Everybody say, help me, God. He is able to help those who are being tempted. My takeaway from Hebrews 2, 9 through 18 would be three things. And this further and maybe probably more completely answers the question, what if Jesus had not been born? First, if Jesus had not been born, there would be no salvation from sin. I say it again, if Jesus hadn't been born, you and I would have no salvation from our sins, no forgiveness, no freedom from our guilt and, and condemnation, no deliverance from our shame. How many know what it's like to do something wrong and feel shame? The only way to get rid of that shame, it can't happen psychologically. It's not going to happen uh, physiologically. You can't eat your way out of shame. You, you can't talk your way out of it. The only way you're going to get rid of shame is to let Jesus forgive you. And the moment he forgives you, all shame is gone. Shame off you. Uh, never tell anybody shame on you. Shame's a terrible thing. Even your children, when they do wrong, don't ever say shame on you. Don't ever say that to your spouse. Don't ever say that to, to anybody in passing. Shame off you is the motto of our gospel. See, without Christmas, we would have no part in these saving realities that the writer of Hebrews talks about. Our justification, our adoption, our sanctification, our glorification. We would have none of that if Jesus hadn't been born. Because, see, he took on our humanity. He went right to the core of the fallenness and the frailty and the weakness of the human condition. And he came into the world as a baby. Uh, God made flesh, but he grew up and he ended up going to a cross and dying for our sins. And today I am so happy to say that because Jesus was born, I have forgiveness. I have salvation from my sins. Secondly, if Jesus had not been born, there would be no victory over death. Death is something we all fear in the human condition. Uh, to people who say they have no fear of death, then either they've been set free by Jesus or they're not dealing in reality because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And the moment we sinned and came short of God's glory, death entered the condition. And, and right now they say that nine souls enter eternity. Every five seconds. Uh, that, that just means that 108 people die uh, every minute. So uh, already in today's service, over 1,000 people have died in our world. Our world fears death. I think it's probably the biggest fear associated with coronavirus. It's not so much getting sick, but... We don't want to be that small percentage of people that end up getting the virus and die. But I'm here to tell you that death is real. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. 
After that, we meet God. But here's the good news. Jesus is the answer. Paul asked the question, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? But he answered it by saying, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. The strength of sin is the law. The law couldn't do it. The law only strengthens the, the, the reality of death and falling short. But Jesus came to bring deliverance. Death is swallowed up in victory because Jesus came into the world and not only was born in the manger, but went to a cross and died some 33 years later. If Jesus had not been born we would have no victory over death today. And then thirdly, I just want to say, if Jesus had not been born, there would be no mediator between God and man, between God and you. Um, the phrase in verse 16 that in the NLV, in the NIV is translated uh, NLV. That's a, that's a good combination between NLT and NIV. But in the NIV, it says that he came to give help, not to angels, but to the descendants of Abraham. And, and the literal meaning of that passage, and not to get too graphic here, but the literal meaning of that passage is to, he came to take on the sperm of Abraham. Uh, he, he came to, to help those that uh, were born uh, in, in, with this human condition. Uh, so it, it actually really, it's to, give help actually means it could be rendered to take on the nature of, the human nature of Abraham and his descendants. So Jesus was born into the human condition. He didn't come in an angelic uh, condition. He can't help angels. Fallen angels have no redemption. That's why Lucifer can't get saved. Uh, fallen angels have no hope. Uh, but we have hope today. We have hope this Christmas season. We have hope as 2020 ends because Jesus came to give help because he took on our nature. And that's why we call it the gospel, good news, nothing we earn. What's your favorite gift this year? Well, my favorite gift every year is the free gift of salvation. It's the gift of grace. We have a gospel today. The angels may not have a gospel. They just looked on in bewilderment. But we have a gospel. And if the angels can sing glory to him, we certainly can sing glory to him because every one of us, no matter what we've done, no matter what our past has been, no matter how you've gotten labeled, there is a gospel. There is a God who came in human flesh and because he died on a cross for us, he has presented to us the free gift of salvation and the free gift of forgiveness of our sins. We've got a mediator. We've got somebody we can look to. We've got somebody who can help us. If you ever have a mediator in any situation, that's somebody that comes to help and represent both sides. And we've got a mediator this Christmas because Jesus was born and he took on the human condition. He became the, the nature of Abraham and his descendants. And that includes you. And so my prayer for you is that you would get a fresh revelation today that because Jesus was born, you have forgiveness of your sins, you've got victory over death, and you've got a mediator between you and God. I'm telling you, I thank God for my relationship with him 
all because Jesus died. Can I just pray a, a Christmas prayer? I know we're after Christmas now, but can I just pray this prayer? Jesus, I pray for everyone who's watching today. I pray that we would not try to navigate and do life without you. Thank you for your birth. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your vicarious death. Thank you for your resurrection. And thank you that you're seated at the right hand of your Father in heaven. Totally relatable to our human condition. And nobody has any condition that catches you by surprise. And God, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that we can call on you. And God, this Christmas, if we have never asked you into our heart, if we, or maybe we did a long time ago, but we, we're not living for you. Right now, we just say, Jesus, I receive you. Just say that with me right now. In fact, why don't we all just say it? Jesus, I receive you. And right now, we thank you for the gift of eternal life and the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Live close to him. And let's make 2021 our best year ever. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for another epic message of grace. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen so others can find us too. We'll be back next week with another incredible message. Until then, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at OneChurchVB or find out more information about One Church at OneChurchVB.com. Have a great week.